Strategic Hot Box with Dr. Brandy Love Stankovic. Discussing leadership, business, and how to take control of your life and achieve greatness. It's time to kick some ass. your girl, Dr. Brandy Stankovic. And as you can see, for those that are just listening, it's going to sound all the same to you. For those of you that are watching us today, we have a little bit of a different background. We're adapting here at the Strategic Hot Box for this new virtual environment and getting used to all things virtual. And we have a very special show for you today. We have Miss Renee Sadiwai joining us from the African American Credit Union Coalition. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about breaking boundaries. Let's get started. As you know, on the Strategic Hotbox, we learn, we love, and we kick some ass. And with everything that's occurring in the, the world today, the way that we're getting used to business in new ways, we are always looking at ways to break boundaries. And sometimes here in the Strategic Hotbox, that, that plays into different industries. Maybe you work within financial services. Maybe you work in a different retail environment. Regardless, we have to be examining how we can do, we can learn every day, how we can love one another, build relationships and of course get out there and execute. Boundaries, from my perspective, exist kind of as a, as a line, and some of them are visible and some of them are invisible. And sometimes the most powerful boundaries are the ones that are invisible. And it, it really becomes like a rule. So in sports, for example, you might have boundaries or something when a ball goes out of bounds or when there's fouls or, you know, different things like that. And in business, there are situations that become out of bounds or based on our inherent value system, we may feel like something went too far. Maybe you've heard that expression or somebody went out of bounds or there's a trigger around some of that. For those uh, friends or people that are just like me or nerds that are watching here today, uh, you probably remember Lewin, the, the gentleman that was studying change. And he talked in order for change to occur, you had to unfreeze a behavior, then make the change, and then refreeze that behavior. That is required for lasting change. And when he said that, it's because there really takes a shaking up. There really takes a breaking of the boundaries in order for change actually to occur and like, an urgency that is developed. And then after to the fact, of course, needing to institutionalize whatever changes that, that we we're making. I talk to my colleagues and my kids uh, so much too about this concept. And here's the other end of the spectrum. When we talk about breaking boundaries, talk about being bold or being rebellious or you know changing the status quo, there's also the old concept of cry wolf. And maybe you've heard that 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 story or are familiar with that concept of the fact that when a little boy you know screams wolf, people come running, and then if they scream wolf and there isn't a wolf, that people will stop running. And so so when there's actually something that's happening, then people are, you've diluted your message essentially, right? And so the same is true sometimes when it comes to things that we're fighting for. If I'm always the one that's out there screaming, then my scream ends up having less of an impact. And so we have to make sure, or I always urge my colleagues, my kids, et cetera, that if you're going to have a message, if you're going to break those boundaries, be strong and bold in that message and know when to to shift what that energy looks like. We don't need to be loud about everything, but loud about the message that's most important to be able to drive that communication home. 
I think that I can't go any further without bringing on the guest. She is certainly someone that I respect in this industry. We've had an opportunity to work together just a short time, and I can't wait to hear about all the deliciousness that she's bringing us today. And she's also no-nonsense and very authentic leader and is going to talk to us a little bit about breaking boundaries. So without further ado, I'd like to formally introduce Renee Saudi-White. She is the president and CEO of the African-American Crane Coalition, as I mentioned. She's also the owner of Saudi-White Training Productions, and she's got her bachelor's in communications. She's an executive coach, mentor, trainer, and really a marketing guru. She has done keynote sessions all over the place, Clemson University, United Way of Greater Atlanta, the NCUA, and a lot more. So join me, Renee. Hi, Hello Brandy. There. How are you? I'm Hi. How are you doing? Thank you so doing much. Great. Can you believe we're here in front of our computers? I wish I could reach out and hug you. I just want to say, mwah, mwah, mwah. I'm so glad you have me here today. <laughs> well, I'll catch those, those air kisses. Tell us a little bit about you. What's something that you've learned in your leadership path? I've learned to be coachable. I say that if you are a coach, you need to be uh, coachable because how can you expect people to do what you ask them to do if you're not willing to do what others ask of you? Janetta Cole has a quote, the, the best um, requirement for leadership is service to others. And so I really uh, believe that that's a great way to be and to uh, make sure that you take care of the people who you are leading. And throughout your journey, who was the most inspirational role model for you? That's a really great question. It really depends on the areas that I'm working in at the time, but the one who stands out most more than anything is my mom. She's phenomenal. She is my shero. She probably like <laughs> your mother does it all and make sure that I am confident that I have everything that I needed when I was growing up. She encouraged me to do whatever I could do. Um, and she's a pretty tough businesswoman. So I, I think that I would have to say her. And what uh, made her successful? And you talked about how she inspired you, inspired others. What made, what are some of the characteristics that made her successful? My mom comes from a very humble background in Texas, and she married my father when she was very young, 19 years old, and she moved to Southern Cal she moved to Northern California, and he was in the Navy, and he was a little older than her. And she, uh, he died when I was very young. I was six years old when she died, when he died. Uh, I have siblings, and my mom, who came from a very um, underprivileged background, just went on to kick butt. She uh, mm -hmm. has a she had a house with um, a rental property on it. So um, she was a businesswoman in that aspect. Uh, she stayed at home until uh, I was in college. She didn't uh, work outside of the home other than the, the uh, entrepreneurial things that she was doing. And she also always made sure that we had the best. So I never knew I was raised by a single parent until mm -hmm. I was in my 40s because then it became a stigma or a social acceptable thing. But because she gave us so much when we were coming up, I had no idea that I was part of a statistic. So I was a happy statistic because she had her own mm -hmm. home. My mother gave me my own phone when I was nine years, imagine. <laughs> Your own te like telephone when you were nine, did you say? 262138 wow. with my phone number. <laughs> and you even remember the number, I love it. 
That's so funny. Do not tell my children that they cannot have cell phones. I want you to know. <laughs> uh, for that, so boundaries then are part of, it sounds like what she did in, she was breaking that mold of the statistic and being the single, single mother. When did you realize that boundaries needed to be broken in what you do in your world? I want to say third grade. Um, I became, I was in the orchestra and I started to, um, the, my instrument was the string bass. So I was this little girl with a string bass. Wow. That's great. And so third grade, that's, you're beyond your time. And I should have known that you would be some of those beyond your time. What kind of boundaries? So you were breaking boundaries with, with the bass and then did you just build from there? Yes, um, I, I hate to report this, but in grade school, I was suspended three different times. And usually, <laughs> usually it was because I was defending someone else. I've always been a strong supporter of the underdog, if you will, those who are less fortunate. And so I remember specifically in sixth grade when I got suspended because I tried to help someone who got beaten up by a, a little boy. And then I beat him up. And I got suspended. <laughs> and so did you uh, consciously, was it always just inherent within you or did you consciously at one point in your career or your progression say, I'm going to be this person that is fighting for the underdog or I'm going to be the person that's breaking boundaries? No, um, I think that what happened for me is when I discovered my possibility, which is I'm the possibility of people serving other people passionately. I'll say that again, Brandy. I am the possibility of people serving other people passionately. And because of that drive, that's what makes me do what's right. It's never too late to do what's right. It's never wrong to do what's right. And so I think that's what drives me. I love that. I was just making a note of that, the possibility of people serving other people passionately. That's pretty powerful. If somebody felt something in their gut and really wanted to start making a difference and wanted to start pushing the boundaries that they have in their lives, is it, do you have any recommendations? Where would they even start? The first thing you have to do is decide what do you stand for? What does that look like for you? And when I turned 50, I'm, 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 I'll be 60 this year. When I turned 50, I decided that I only wanted to deal with people who got me, appreciated me, and wanted to compensate me. And that doesn't necessarily mean money. It means having a reciprocal relationship. And so if you want to bust through boundaries, if you want to make things happen, you have to have integrity, you have to have spirit, and you have to have passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love your putting it out there of got me, appreciate me, compensate me, because so often people will fight with and spin their wheels with where environments where they aren't going to be able to have traction, where they aren't going to make as much change and being able to go and focus the attention energy on people that you can serve in environments where you can make a difference. And then returning back with a bit more um for force to those that, that maybe you didn't have the chance in the before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree, I agree. And for those uh, that we talked about, like you just, the, so tell me the three tools in their tool belt again. We have integrity. The spirit and passion. 
Spirit and then and I'd passion. have to throw in something else. Yeah, the passion. Uh, but you also have to have a skill. You have to have what's your superpower. My superpower yes. is I'm a connector. I will connect you. I will, I, I like to say, I'll pimp you out, which means <laughs> I will get you to the right people. <laughs> and the, when it comes up, <laughs> and you can pimp me out anytime, Renee. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Um, but the, <laughs> the, when it comes to you, <laughs> Um, these, these different, if we can, if, if you're okay, break down some of these a little bit, when it comes to integrity, really that's, that's staying true to the value system that you're, that you're built, that you've built, right? Even if it does differ from other people's. Mm -hmm. the, the one thing that I teach board development, and one of the things that I teach people who are going to be a board of director is you have got to share your voice. You're on the board to make a difference. And you've got to be confident enough to let people know where you stand, especially if they're getting ready to make a turn that's not good. So that integrity piece is key. Who are you when no one is looking? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes in the world that we are in today, uh, the integrity component is missing. I mean, we, we do things that might be black or white from an audit perspective, but not necessarily from a good human perspective. So when it comes to the spirit, tell me the difference between spirit and the passion. Spirit is the drive that gives you that it's it's like the foundation that's the the one thing that no one can take from you you got that spirit about what to do and how to do it then that's the drive that to me is like the um it's like the car that that takes you to the next destination passion is like the gas that fuels it Yes. Okay. Like the fuel behind it. I love that. And then it really does round out well when you add in the skill set component of it. I have had some mm -hmm. conversations with colleagues recently that are fighting a fight and, and undoing a wrong or want to change things in their organization and then fail to bring value to, to it in the future. And they, they'll say, well, this is wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, then what does the right future look like from your perspective? How are you going to support that moving forward as opposed to just stomping around saying things are wrong? If you don't, if you don't make it win-win, you can't affect change. And that's that. Sometimes that's what's missing. We're not doing the win-win. And and when when you're looking at how can I best affect change? How can I bust through these walls? How can I break down these barriers? You've got to put it in perspective, and you have to be patient. Everything this the way that things are that you want to change didn't get there overnight. So you have to be strategic in your planning. You have to be strategic in who you involve, and you have to be forward thinking about how to blend everyone in so that you get what you want. You may not get everything you want, but you could certainly get in the right direction. Yeah, I, I get that. Absolutely. And it really does focus the energy and attention much better in that regard. So the, do you find that people typically will come into the environment having all four of those fundamentals for success? No, that's why I make a pretty good amount of money being an executive coach. <laughs> <laughs> Is there one over another that becomes what people are lacking or where someone should focus? I would say passion. Um, people think about what they want to do and they're in the wrong positions. They're in the wrong places. 
Uh, I am very skilled at showing you, helping you discover what you're passionate about. And because oftentimes people take a job for the salary and not necessarily for what, what excites them and motivates them, as you know, if you're not doing something that you're excited about, you'll burn out or you'll, it's just, it's, it's just a job. But when you have a purpose and you've got that passion, it makes a difference. Absolutely. And I think that that uh, is a opportunity for all of us really to, to refine some of our efforts in this way. And have you been able to apply some of these skills that you've, you've gained over, the, over time in the, the work that you do currently? Oh, outstanding. Of course, um, it's been an outstanding ride, uh, especially here with ACUC. We have uh, the things that we've been able to work with and the, the people we've been able to work with and the organizations that we've been able to work with. I believe that it's because they see the passion in the organization. I've said this on many occasions. The ACUC is an anointed organization. I believe that from mm -hmm. the tips of my toe to the top of my head. And I believe that when, you're, when you are focused on doing good and helping people, all of those things come into play. So without the passion, without the integrity, without being spirit-filled, nothing can happen. In this position as president and CEO of ACC, trying to lead the diversity, equity, and inclusion effort can be, can be tiring sometimes. And sometimes it's often uh, people look at you like you've got a third eye but I am committed to making sure that the industry is aware of how important DEI is so that we can all be better as a, as a, as a, as a movement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you have a, some initiatives as, as important as, as what you are leading in financial services, that each of those pillars that you described become much deeper. What does integrity look mm -hmm. like amongst different groups? How can we have that spirit and passion fuel behind it, as well as provide value and skills to, to what we're leading in our own organizations? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, everything and can so cross that, over. It, yeah. Please go ahead. I said everything can cross over. The Like you said, the four pillars, uh, when you look at when you look at how we can be successful, I truly believe that's how that's how it can be done. Mm -hmm. And so, have you you know had any funny moments or have any funny stories of things that have happened along the way? Ooh, uh, so many, uh, so many. <laughs> One story. Well, I don't even know where to start. Um, hmm. Hmm. Your mom, when I, when I met Susan okay. Mitchell, she's phenomenal. Mm. He, and he just, I was so happy to have the, the privilege of meeting her in person. And um, I had applied for a, a scholarship for the Global Women's Network and didn't get it. And then I, and I had the nerve to say something to her about it. And man, <laughs> she fixed that for me. So yes, oh. that was that was a funny story because I really, I I couldn't, I I couldn't I couldn't get it. And then when I, but the universe works out so well. So I had more exposure to her, the woman I wanted to meet, um, when I didn't get the scholarship. So that's a beautiful mm. thing. 
Isn't that funny how the world yeah. works out in that way? And I love that you didn't get a scholarship and you're like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm going all the way to the top with this one. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. I was hoping, mm -hmm. since it was a funny story involving her, that there was going to be some blackmail or something that I, I could use. I could no, call her sorry. later with. But no, <laughs> um, okay, so can uh, I'd love to do a little either or and what this or that. And so what this is going to look like is I'm going to throw out two things and then just off the cuff, you tell me which one you like better. You up for it? Okay. I okay. am. So, the first one is easy, pen or pencil? Pen. Always, you're just putting it in ink right away. Yes, no ma'am. <laughs> I love it. Okay, no, I, Into, go ahead. Sometimes there's a lot of scribble, a lot, a lot of scribble, but yes. <laughs> that organized chaos is, is the way to be. And intimate gathering or epic fiesta? Intimate gathering. Amongst close friends and family? Uh, close friends and family. Because I'm be, because I'm technically a performer, um, I used to do a little singing and a little acting. Um, and then, of course, all the motivational speaking that I do. Um, I'm on stage all the time. And so um, the small intimate gatherings are, are, are what I enjoy. Yeah, are the most fun. I love it. How about Starbucks or the other guys? So what's funny is I am a former Starbucks barista. So no, it's Starbucks. Really? Oh, I love it. I refuse to use any of the terminology. I'm always like, can I get a large? <laughs> I should just, you know, come come to it. Um, okay, have, last one. Yes or no? Always yes. Yes. All right. Unless there's injustice, then it's then it's a hard no, right? Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. That. Oh, and the word is I am not having that. <laughs> I love it. How about fill in the blank? If I could, I would blank every day. So I'm going to give you a G-rated response. And that would be, I would sing every day. Oh, I love that. I'd like to hear you sing. And the world would be a better place if? If we all served people passionately. Mm, I agree. So if people, if you could leave us with one bold action item or takeaway, what would that be? Love your neighbor unconditionally Especially and what does that that mean for you it means making sure that you take care of the people who are close to you let people know how you're concerned reach out if it's by text if it's by call if it's by zoom if it's whatever it is let people know you care i just think that especially during this time it's important for people to know that they are cared for and loved Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. If people wanted to get a hold of you or learn more about your organization, how would they do that? www.aacuc.org and we can be reached at 770-761-2769. 
Excellent. Thank you so much for being here and sharing a little bit uh, with us today about breaking boundaries and a little bit about your story and your mom. I loved it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brandy. Brandy, I really appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. I'll see you soon. Let's head out to our shout out. Hello, Brandy. I am Juan from Santiago, from Chile. And I wish you have a good luck with the teacher hat pack. I wish you soup here in Chile too. Bye bye. I wish I was there with you too in Santiago, Chile. I've never been to Chile actually, so I need to come visit you, uh, Juan, out there. Thank you very much for the shout out. And thank you to Renee for sharing her positive spirit, her passion with us around breaking boundaries. It's a really interesting discussion about pushing and being more forthright in the initiatives that we have and how we can do that with with just a you know, focus, how we can do that with intention. And I really believe in the things that she was sharing with us. So now it's my favorite time, your favorite time. It's time for us to kick some ass. And here is our top three. So when breaking boundaries, when pushing boundaries, the first is to create a clear vision. So you really want to know what it is that you're going after. I love the way that Renee framed it and talking to us about uh, working specifically with people that got me, appreciate me, compensate me, but having that integrity, that spirit, and the skill set. And I love that. That is about creating this vision and being really focused around what it is that you want to be going after. Number two is to refine your message and make sure that we are articulating our message in a way that's clear, one that is digestible with the individuals that we're reaching out to and that we're working with, but also that we're, that we're focusing in that whole cry wolf situation that I was sharing with you before. Don't dilute your message by oversharing. Don't dilute your message by being passionate about everything that you're out there about. Make sure that you give the right intention, the right energy to what it is that you want to achieve. And number three is don't forget to collaborate with allies. We couldn't do it alone. No one can make a difference 100% alone. We need all of us to be working together. And I believe this so much in all of the initiatives that, that I work within. All change requires the community really to be on board. So back to what we initially talked about, and that's institutionalizing that change. Somebody can break the boundaries and make a big difference and then push something forward. But unless people start accepting that and institutionalizing that into everyday behavior, then it will go back to the way that it was before. And so we've got to be able to collaborate with one another to use the community, to build on that community, or as Renee framed it, to, to love your neighbor, get involved in that, have your allies, and so you're able to then take that change into the future. There's your top three kick-ass. So what a fun new way for us to be reaching you here on the Strategic Hotbox. And with everything that's happening in the environment today, thank you to everybody that's listening and watching for just coming on this ride with us. We wouldn't, it wouldn't be the Hotbox if we weren't changing things up and we weren't shifting it around. And plus, you know, I, I think Scott needs to get some cool posters in the background of his studio, don't you think? We should, we should talk into that. 
Thank you again to Renee for talking to us about breaking boundaries. This topic is so important and so key in everything that's happening in the environment today. It's happening in our industries, no matter where and who the people are that you serve. If you want to get a hold of us, head out to the strategichopbox.com. Let us know any topics that you want us to cover. Of course, you can hit us up on any social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram, Twitter, at Brandy Love or at Strategic Hotbox. So until I see you again, get out there and love your neighbor and kick some ass.